Welcome to the Quiet Cast Podcast, the new voice of mental health in Kuwait. I am your host, Jason Sullivan, and tonight we're going to be taking on loneliness. It is that time of the year, folks. Uh, December is on its way. Seasonal affect depression is up. Holidays are coming and going, and the end of the year is close. It is a well-known statistic that December and January are the highest months for depression, uh, the highest months for loneliness, and also anxiety reaches up there too. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I do feel lonely sometimes, and I get in those places where I don't want to talk to people, I don't want to see people, I just want to sit quietly somewhere and rest. Uh, it's a tough place. Yeah, there's a part that wants to reach out and say hi and, and be social and loving and, and hugging on people. And then there's a part of me that just wants to disappear. And I wish there were simple answers for that. I, I really do. I would love to have a simple answer. Uh, if Seven Steps would cut it, I would have read all of the books on Seven Steps. I'm sure you would have too. But the problem is, if the answer was that easy, we would have all figured it out. So, let's talk about loneliness. What is it that drives loneliness? Uh, is it shame? Is it fear? Uh, is it the fact that we want to be accepted, but we're afraid of being rejected? Uh, maybe, maybe you just feel different, like you don't fit, or maybe part of you just... Like, if, if anybody really knew me, they would run and hide. And what I want to challenge you to do is to take a different look. Maybe if we take a different approach today, uh, we can start on the process of moving away from loneliness, uh, lo away from loneliness, excuse me, and moving towards intimacy. But I think the first step, I think just like any, uh, is, is asking ourselves, what does it mean to be intimate? Uh, there are tons of definitions, tons of ideas of intimacy. Uh, you watch movies, TV shows, and intimacy happens in 30 minutes or less. Uh, relationships come and go in that, that period as well. We live in an age where we can be close to somebody and never even meet them in person. And if things go bad, we can block them on every form of social media possible and move forward. But is that intimacy? Is that closeness? What if, what if you were not as bad as you thought you were? What if everybody had a secret side of them that they held in? out of fear that if you knew who they really were, that you might just run the opposite direction and you may not turn back. What if you are not that much different than the rest of us? We are all broken. We are all struggling and, and we are all asking the same questions and we are all looking for the same answers. Some of us wrestle in different ways, some of it looks more productive, some of it looks more put together, but underneath the put together masks and facades 
is the same mess. Friends, we all struggle and we all are looking, looking deeply for that piece of us that wants to be loved. That piece of us that looks lovable and and embraceable. But what does intimacy mean? Is it being close to people? Have you ever felt like you're in a room full of people and still alone? Maybe intimacy is a different thing than that. Have you ever looked uh, forward to seeing someone? You're, you may be a friend, a close relative, maybe maybe a date. And the time comes, the, the, the minutes start ticking by, and your anxiety picks up. You begin to think about things over and over in your head, and at the last minute you cancel. Maybe you back out. Maybe you choose loneliness over being known. Maybe it's because we're afraid, not afraid of being known, but afraid of being known as we really are and rejected. We live in a world where, man, like today we can, we can create who we want to be. Uh, we can put a profile picture up and there are thousands of filters. If you want to hide the blemishes, if you want to hide the, the imperfections, it's so easy to do. You can be anybody you want, literally, uh, on screen, online, at the touch of a button, at the push of a, of a screen. And at the same time, we distance ourselves from who we really are. We present an image of ourselves that the world might want to know. But we hide from them a piece that the world really needs to know. See, what you may not know about me, and I may not know about you, is that there is a mess behind the screen. There is, just like in The Wizard of Oz, if you ever saw that old movie, and they track uh, down the wizard, this great and mighty Wizard of Oz, and there he is in all his power, and all his glory, this big green figure, this big green face with a booming voice, powerful, very powerful, and yet behind, behind the screen, behind the face, behind the smoke and the mirrors is a very frail and scared man, a man who was lost and stuck in a place that he didn't know what to do or how to be. And yet, I think that's most of us. I, I think that at the root, we are all lost in looking. Uh, you, you look at other people, maybe they're strong and they work out all the time. Maybe they excel in their jobs and are the best at what they do. Uh, if you're a student, maybe you look at other students and you see... Uh, you see them achieving grades like A's and A, A after A after A after A. And you wonder, wow, what's wrong with me? Why am I not in shape as much as I want to be? Why am I not put together? Why do I not excel? And the answers are complex. The answers are complicated. Um, but we can start with shame. 
we feel like we should be better than we are, and yet we don't know who we are. A lot of times we try our best to forget all about who we are, as a matter of fact. Um, That's why, again, you have so many filters. You have so many apps that change your appearance, that change the way you, you, you are seen by the world. And yet these things have gone on way before smartphones, way before uh, apps, way before um, online social uh, networking began. This has been going on for centuries, probably since the beginning of time. And I don't think you're alone. Now you may feel lonely. I know I do sometimes. You may feel broken. And the truth is, we are. We are broken. And that's okay. It is okay to be broken. See, confidence doesn't come from great performance and having it all together. Putting on the right face, putting on the right filter, letting the world see the best of you. As a matter of fact, Most confidence comes from the brokenness and the willingness to admit it. Some of the bravest and most respected people that I know will lead with their faults. They lead out of a sense of brokenness. They don't assume that you should be put together because they know that they are not put together. Uh, When you look at people who lead... In general, I think you have two types of people. You have the people who expect you to have it together and they lord over you a standard that nobody can attain. And you have those who understand that you are a person with passions and you are a person with interests and strengths and weaknesses. And they work with you. They work around obstacles and It becomes part of a journey that you embark on together. Uh, This is also true in friendships. I I know that um, we do make mistakes as people. I I make tons of mistakes, man. By the time I get out of bed in the morning, I probably already made five or ten mistakes just, uh, just between waking up and getting up. And that's just to start the day. If I know that, if I know that there is a broken person underneath and I hide that back, when I do get close to people and I work with people um, daily and I see this, uh, if I hide the fact that I'm broken, what is left to get to know? Uh, If they know the best side, if they know the shiny side, which... The older I get, the fewer shiny sides they are. Maybe the back of my head where my hair is falling out. Maybe that's the shiny side as I get older. But what's left to know when they know the good side of me? Well, the reality is there's a lot to know. And if I lead with what I think is my strength and I I hide with shame, I hide those things in the in the recesses of my heart and, and I leave those things unknown, then I don't get to share in those places with other people. And 
the deeper parts of us that are terrified of being rejected. Those are the things that we long the most to be known. Uh, Carl Jung talked about the shadow and how the shadow is that part of you that is pushed down and recessed, but it's also the creative side of you. It's the, the side of you that is just dying to express itself. It is the side of you that is reaching out and trying its best to get past the mask that we wear, the mask that he called the persona. And that fight goes on. Is it right to do this? Should I hide this? Should I be this way? What does everybody expect? How am I supposed to be? Who am I supposed to be? And we're always looking for the shoulds and the oughts and all of these other words that make us feel guilty and lonely. And the reality is, the oughts, the shoulds, those are external. The only person that knows you, or the only person that can know you first is you. And how honest are we with ourselves? Why is it that crash diets go over so quickly? Why is it that we jump at the chance not to age? We look at these herbal remedies, which really, some might work, some might not, who knows. But I think that the wishful thinking is the most powerful part of all of those. We want to maintain something that we can control. Intimacy is not about more control. Intimacy is just the opposite. Intimacy, I think, is choosing to let go of what sense of control I have and, and let another person step in and have a say over what I think I control. And the reality is, I mean, let's just be honest, man. Like The reality is, is, is that we think we're in control, but what if control was an illusion? What if the idea that we are in control of so much of what we think we're in control of was just something that we tell ourselves? Uh, every time we wake up in the morning, we just assume the sun's going to be there. And thank goodness it is. That's always a wonderful feeling. But there are so many other things that we believe we have control over that we just don't. And I don't say that to worry you or to make you more anxious, if anything. I say that to tell you that there is a lot more to control than you realize, which means that you have a lot less control and a lot less responsibility than you think you do. And in intimacy, intimacy can be really just being known as you are, letting go of the facade that we think people want to see. Now, I do, I do believe that people expect a lot of things out of us. And what is it they say? You, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Well, that's true. We don't, we don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Thank goodness. Um, but if we're only judged on the first impressions, if we are only judged at the face value, then are we dealing with someone who wants to know us to begin with? 
Who are you really? It's a tough question. How do you admit it to yourself that you are a mess? I know uh, most self-help shows, most self-help books, most self-help speakers um, will tell you, oh, when you wake up in the morning, say your mantra. Oh, you are great. You can achieve everything in the world. And, you know, and I'm all about a positive attitude. Don't get me wrong. But I'm also about a realistic attitude. And that is this, that I don't have to accomplish everything in the world. I, I don't have to be the best at everything or maybe anything. But I can choose to be honest. I can choose to be real and substantial. I fail as a person on a constant basis. It is probably the most consistent quality I have. And yet, I'm still surprised when I do it. Why am I surprised that I mess up? Why am I surprised that I fail? I work with people on a daily basis. I I do private practice and I also uh, do personal counseling and and I, I meet with people who are constantly amazed that they didn't achieve something or, or maybe they, they, they feel like they should have done something. Second-guessing past decisions and past choices. And they are always surprised. They are, they're always surprised that something didn't work out. And, and I, I, I don't look at them and think, oh, wow, that's... Crazy. I mean, how can anybody be surprised? I, I actually sit and relate and think, wow, I, I feel the same way 90% of the time. And part of my heart just breaks. It breaks because what I see from the chair of a therapist is not a mess in front of me. I, I see someone who was courageous enough to risk coming into an environment that they may not have known about before. A lot of people come to therapy. They've never, they've never been to a therapist. They, they may have seen them on the movies or in a TV show. And uh, oh my gosh, what a mess! Maybe you, you watched Frasier in the '90s. I mean, a funny show, great show. Uh, but a lot of people come and they never had contact with a therapist, and they don't know what they're walking into. They, they don't know who they're talking to. Maybe this is some crazy person who just has the sign on their door. Uh, We just never know. And there are all kinds of therapists and all different approaches. That's true. So people come in and and they, they take this courageous step and they're honest. Oh my gosh, the honesty is amazing. It is like the sacred ground that I get to be a part of as a therapist. And... There are these moments where you know something big is coming. The the room gets quiet and still. And the words come out, I've never told anybody this before. And I know the words that are coming next are powerful. You see, it's easy to cover. It's, It's easy to hide behind a mask. But it is incredibly difficult to admit the faults. It is incredibly difficult to admit that the mask is what it is. It is 
a thing that covers something that I don't want to be seen. And in reality, what we want is truly to, to be seen fully, inside and out, to be seen, to be known, and to be loved in spite of it. That's the work of therapy. That is the work of personal growth. And I know that there are tons of self-help gurus that run around telling you, just believe, believe, believe in your better self, believe in whatever. But the reality is, the self-help gurus are just as much of a mess, maybe more. I, I know some of them, and, <laughs> and sometimes I think they're a little more of a mess than the rest of us. But it's because they think that there are simple fixes. And you and I know better than that. We know that if it was that simple, we'd all be doing it. We hope. I mean, we wish. We really wish. I know I do. But to be known, to be known as we really are, to be known and loved. See, the reason we hide from that is because there is the alternative, which is to be fully known and be rejected. Uh, I think that's terrifying. It is terrifying to think that I could be risking everything to be known, hoping that when you know me, you won't reject me, because I hate that thought. I hate the feeling of someone looking at me and saying, yeah, that's what I thought. Not good enough. It just shakes me to the inside, and I know for a fact that many of you feel the same way. And here are the words that I would give you. When you risk, you are brave. When you put that step out there and you make yourself vulnerable, you are exerting more control in that moment than in all of the hiding and all of the covering that you might have done in the past. See, you are choosing to be honest, and people may not get it. They, they may misunderstand you, and they may make judgments. But see, what they don't know, and in and, and that moment, maybe we don't know it either. But it takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable. But it takes a lot of weakness to be judgmental. It takes a lot of insecurity, and usually... When someone makes the judgment call and says, Hey man, wow, you're messed up. What they're really saying is, um, Wow, I don't know what to do with that because you are choosing to be honest and I can't be that honest. I don't even know how to be that honest. I don't, I don't have the categories to be that honest. And so I want to encourage you, as you go through this week, as you go through feelings of loneliness, maybe maybe you're depressed. Maybe you've been depressed for a long time and you just want to stand on the hilltops and yell, somebody please know me or just leave me alone. Don't give me simple answers. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you've tried hard to be known. 
maybe in being known or your, your desire to be known, maybe there's a lot of fear. Maybe there's part of you that worries about every scenario that could happen and would happen and did happen. And maybe you read body language and you can read out people's feelings ten times faster than they can. You know what they feel before they do. Maybe. And maybe, maybe that's a defense mechanism in itself. See, we pat ourselves because when we see things that scare us, we prepare for it and we hide or we become invisible. We avoid. And intimacy is a very easy thing to avoid. See, we can fill our time feeling like we're doing something and we can call it productive but being known being truly known now that's something different so until next week I hope you have a wonderful day and it is wonderful to talk to you and uh, I love your emails and the feedback on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the website is quietchaoskw.com. We have the forum up. The podcast is there. You, we're also on iTunes. Uh, you can look us up, The Quiet Chaos. Uh, and we have Facebook as well, Quiet Chaos KW. And so many other things coming. So thank you so much for your time. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. This is Jason signing off.